Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Oh, uh-huh. 
Cause I wait this way The hourglass is crying too But I believe in you On the longest day of an endless night Only you can make things right Won't you call and say it's true I'm coming home to you The outside The
In the AM, Yehia Chodesh, that's uh, Dove Hendler on this Rosh Chodesh morning at JM in the AM. How do you like that? Dove Hendler with Yehia Chodesh Hazeh on a uh, Rosh Chodesh Thursday morning. Good morning all, guten Chodesh and welcome. Thanks for joining us here at JM in the AM on this uh, first official work day, I guess, of 2014. A lot of people had the day off yesterday. Some people had school, some people did not, you know how it works. It's Thursday, January 2nd, day one in the month of Shvat, the year 5774. Hard to believe with this weather that Tu Bishvat is just two weeks away. But believe it or not, Tu Bishvat is two weeks away. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Tu Bishvat is two weeks away. It's hard to believe. It really is hard to believe. Um, anyway, it's Rosh Chodesh morning. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh. Uh, Yalav Yavo. Uh, special Hallel, of course, special Torah reading, uh, Musaf Barchinafshi, whatever it is that your Nusach adds for Rosh Chodesh, make sure to add it and to celebrate this Rosh Chodesh morning with us here at JM and the AM. Uh, before Dove Hendler, you heard David Dardashti with Mikolot, Udi Davidi Hadror Yikra, eighth day, brand new from the Hula CD with Wait for You, uh, the uh, cast of Achenu with the, um, Song Achenu, which is going to be out on video next week. Yitzchak Saflis, who was here yesterday with her Pesach Krohn, told us about that. That'll be a video in the next few days, and that comes from a CD entitled Achenu. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Rosh Chodesh morning with 28 degrees. Snow out there. And it really is snowing. This is not one of those, uh, you know, I mean, it's really snowing out there. 
In fact, I would say be careful. In the areas where I was this morning, in lower Manhattan and Jersey City, difficult to walk on the sidewalks because there is a dusting of snow that just, uh, you know, with the temperatures the way they are, makes things a little slippery. So I'm asking everybody to be extra careful walking and obviously as the day goes by, extra careful driving out there. Uh, we've got um, 28 degrees. The wind chill makes it feel like 16, 79% humidity. Winds are north at 16 with gusts up to 22 miles per hour. They're talking about heavy winds really dominating this storm. Snow today with a high of 30. Snow tonight with windy weather. Four to six inches expected in this area with a low temperature of 15. I know now Yerushalayim is laughing at us. I know. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Some light snow tomorrow with windy weather and a high Friday, only 17 degrees. Right now, 64 in Yerushalayim, or 56 if you want to depend on what seems to be a more reliable weather outlook uh, site uh, for Jerusalem. Uh, looks like 64 in Tel Aviv and Haifa, a lot at 63. We're at 28 with a wind chill of 16 on a Rosh Chodesh morning here Thursday at JM in the AM. Congratulations, Mazal Tov, to our good friend, uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio. I say Mazal Tov because now he's officially mayor. And uh, we'll toss in a uh, Mazal Tov to our good friend Scott Stringer as well, who's now controller of the city of New York. Yesterday, a, a very interesting day in New York City, to say the least. I watched with great interest and listened with great interest to the speeches that were presented on Inauguration Day at City Hall. Very interesting. And, and reading... Uh, articles from around the world about what happened in New York yesterday, also very interesting. Anyway, it's a brand new start in New York. We say uh, congratulations to all, and hopefully it'll be a good 2014 for uh, everybody. The um, the news from Israel is uh, dominated by the report that former Prime Minister Ariel Sharon is in critical condition. His life remains in danger due to a deterioration in the function of his vital organs. This is according to the head of Sheba Medical Center at Tel Shomer. In Israel, Professor Zev Rothstein told reporters today that Sharon, who was reported to have suffered from a serious kidney failure, was not on dialysis, but that doctors were administering antibiotics due to numerous infections. Sharon's life has been hanging in the balance over the past two days due to what Rothstein said was a, quote, serious deterioration in his health. Sheba Medical Center spokesman Amir Marom said Sharon's condition had deteriorated over the past few days. Asked what he was expected for the day ahead, he said only God knows. Sharon's two sons remain close to their father late Wednesday, awaiting further developments and treatments. We have hope. We always have hope, Omri Sharon told the Jerusalem Post. Doctors at Sheba reportedly told Gilad and Omri that their father had no more than a few days left to live. Channel 2 reported that Sharon's condition was initially revealed by a minister who happened to come to the hospital for treatment and spoke to the former prime minister's family. So that is the latest from Israel, um, the health of uh, and deterioration of his health of Ariel Sharon has been the focus of the uh, headlines out of Israel over the last day or so. Rosh Chodesh morning, it's JM in the AM. We'll continue with Diaspora at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 FM, and around the world on the web, jmintheam.org.
Die Schenkheit von Jesus 
JM in the AM. Yehuda Green with an amazing selection. He calls it Yearning off of a CD entitled Yearning here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, the uh, cast of Amen Va'amein with Yatzliach. You heard Shalshelas, a perfect selection for Rosh Chodesh morning. It's called Yala V'yavo off of the Connection CD. Diaspora opened up that set with Hafachta off the Diaspora Reunion. Today's January 2nd. We are 10 days away from an amazing lineup at the Hask 40th Anniversary Camp. Hask 40th Anniversary Concert. It's the 27th concert of A Time for Music, but it's celebrating Hask's 40th anniversary, and of course, Diaspora is part of it. JM in the AM Thursday, it is Rosh Chodesh Shvat. Good morning, all. Don't forget all the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh. Get ready for the big storm. Snow is on the way, if it's not already where you are. High temperature today of 30, winds in north at 16, gusts up to 22. Right now, it feels like 15 degrees outside. Snow and wind later on, looks like 4 to 6 inches by tonight with a low of 15. Uh, lots more snow in certain areas of Long Island and areas north of Jersey City. Get ready for the big blizzard. I see the mayor of Jersey City was tweeting last night how this city is ready. I reassured him. I tweeted right back at him. I reassured him that JM and the AM would be here. <laughs> now I better make sure to be here. Uh, between 6 and 9 tomorrow morning. Our weekly update, of course, tomorrow morning at 740. With Malcolm Homeline. Join us for that. Great programming on our stream all day long including uh, this morning at 9 o'clock, the Book of Life with Charlie Harari. At 10 o'clock, Miriam L. Wallach is joined by blogger Miriam Mark, sharing her most recent post and what she learned at the supermarket when she went with her special needs son, plus the return of ping-pong phenom Esty Ackerman. She's bringing a brand-new trophy with her. Note that, Ellie Hagler. And finally, Yeshiva University's Dr. Stephen Fine and a recent New York Times article featuring the work he and some of his students have been doing and why he's really not a Robert Ludlum character. By the way, we will be video streaming during That's Life between 10 and 11 this morning, jmandam.org. So you'll be able to see the studio as Miriam Wallach goes ahead and does the show. We're testing that out this morning and looking forward to it. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Round the world in the web, jmnam.org. On Facebook, Jewish Radio World with Nahum Siegel. Jewish Radio World with Nahum Siegel on Facebook. Great programming all day long, including a live lunch that we'll be doing from 11 until 1 p.m. Both Aaron Schechter of Adorama and our neurologist uh, geek, Dr. Rudolph, are supposed to join us at 12.30 today with an update on what's happening in the world of technology. So we'll hopefully have that for you later on today. Thursday morning, Rosh Chodesh morning, Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast is next at JM and the AM. גלי צהל שעה שתיים, כאן שיבל קרמי מנסור עם מה שקורה עכשיו. שר החוץ של ארצות הברית קרי נוחת בישראל ובעקבות כך כביש מספר אחת לכיוון ירושלים יחסם בחצי השעה הקרובה. קרי ייוועד עם ראש הממשלה נתניהו ועם יושב ראש הרשות הפלסטינית אבו מאזן ויציג נייר עמדה שיספק מסגרת להמשך המשא ומתן ויכלול התייחסויות לכלל סוגיות הליבה. 
תקיפת הרופאה בוולפסון נעצרה האישה החולה בצהבת נגיפית שדקרה במחט נגועה את הרופאה שטיפלה בה. כתבתנו שרון פולבר. המטופלת החשודה בתקיפת רופאה מתמחה בבית החולים וולפסון עוכבה לחקירה בשעות האחרונות במשטרת מרחב איילון. הרופאה שהותקפה מסרה גם כן את עדותה בפני החוקרים. על פי החשד, הרופאה החדירה למטופלת חולת צהבת נגיפית, עירוי שככל הנראה הכאיב לה, וזו בתגובה שלפה את המחט ודקרה באמצעותו את הרופאה. שר האוצר יאיר לפיד הודיע על הקמת 5,000 יחידות דיור חדשות למעונות סטודנטים בעלות כוללת של 160 מיליון שקלים. המעונות מספקים מענה ל-7% בלבד מהסטודנטים, מדגיש יושב ראש התאחדות הסטודנטים אורי רשטיק. אני חושב שההישג הגדול פה היום הוא א' כל המחויבות של המדינה לסיפור הזה, המשך המחויבות. אין ספק שתוספת של 150 מיליון שמספיק לבין 5,000 ל-7,000 מיטות היא לא מספקת. אבל זאת התחלה שאנחנו נאבקנו עליה, ואנחנו נמשיך להיאבק לעוד מעונות ולעוד פתרונות דיור לסטודנטים ולצעירים במדינת ישראל. ראש הוועדה לתכנון ולתקצוב של המועצה להשכלה גבוהה, פרופסור מנואל טרכטנברג, אומר שהמתכונת הנוכחית של הבחינה הפסיכומטרית בלתי מתקבלת על הדעת. העובדה שצעיר ישראלי מצוי, אחרי שמסיים צבא, מצייר בעולם, צריך פתאום לעשות פסיכומטרי, עם כל המשמעויות גם הכלכליות של זה. ואז אולי יתקבל לאוניברסיטה וזה דוחה את זה בשנה, לא מתקבל על הדעת. את הדברים הביאה כתבתנו יערה ברק. הסתיים מבצע החילוץ מהספינה התקועה באנטרקטיקה. כתבתנו חן פישר. אחרי תשעה ימים של בידוד, כשלסביבם רק ארכונים, חולצו כל 52 אנשי הצוות של אוניית אקדמית שוקלסקי. מסוק חילוץ סיני שהגיע הבוקר לאונייה, העביר את אנשי הצוות בארבע טיסות אל כלי שיט אחר. כולם כעת במצב טוב ויגיעו בוודאי בשעות הקרובות חזרה אל בתיהם על היבשה. ולסיום, מכבי תל אביב כדורסל פותחת הערב את שלב 16 הגדולות ביורוליג במשחק חוץ נגד גלתסראי בטורקיה. בתוכניתנו עושים ספורט שוחחו אלי ישראלי ואפי טריגר עם יושב ראש מכבי שמעון מזרחי. גלתסראי היא קבוצה מאוד מאוד טובה, הם מחתימים שחקנים ומאמנים בסכומים מאוד גבוהים. אנחנו מאוד היינו רוצים לפתוח את השלב הזה בניצחון. אלה החדשות שעורך אילי לוין.
Perfect for Rosh Chodesh morning. After all, it is Rosh Chodesh. How do you like that? A guten Chodesh, everybody. Happy Rosh Chodesh as we uh, have hit Rosh Chodesh Shvat in the uh, year 5774. Can you imagine? Time is just flying. Two Bishvat, two weeks from today. I better tell Mayor Weingarten. Although knowing Mayor, he knows about it already. <laughs> two weeks from today, we've got a uh, Rosh Chodesh, uh, or I should say a Tu Bishvat special coming at you. Here at JM in the AM. Yeah, I'm already excited. Whenever there's snow on the ground, which there is this morning, if you didn't notice, and whenever it's uh, the dead of winter, I start looking forward to spring and to look forward to Tu Bishvat. Menucha had Yehia Chodesh Hazeh. News from Israel, at least from what I heard at the top of the hour, did not even include a mention of Ariel Sharon, so I guess no change in his condition. His condition is... Uh, deteriorating based on what we read overnight from the Jerusalem Post. Uh, the, it, 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 somebody on Facebook gave me the impetus to, something that someone said gave me the impetus to um, look up when Ariel Sharon's stroke took place. January 4th of 2006, 
It is almost exactly eight years on the secular calendar. January the 4th of 2006. Um, so it's almost eight years. Uh, more about uh, everything that's going on in Israel, etc., coming up tomorrow as we uh, explore the weekly update. Malcolm Honline will join us about 7.40 tomorrow morning. Make sure to be tuned in. It'll be the first weekly update of 2014. Mazal Tov, congratulations to uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio and all those who took uh, office yesterday in New York City. He's got an assignment coming up. No, it looks like uh, his first big challenge is going to be this snowstorm. That's the way it looks right now. Snow is uh, coming down in this area. Nothing very heavy yet, but snow is coming down in this area. And uh, we are expecting four to six inches by the time things end tonight. That's the rumor. The 20th annual Ezra Witkin Yardside Shear happens this coming Matzei Shabbos, this coming Saturday night, January the 4th. Uh, it is um, going to be presented by a close friend of Ezra's, Raimosha Rotberg, on the topic of medicine and halacha. Do they clash? Who wins? 8.15 this coming Saturday night in the JEC Elmora Shul at 3.30 Elmora Avenue in Elizabeth, New Jersey. The 20th annual Ezra Whitkin Yardside Shear in memory of uh, Ezra's this coming Saturday night at 8.15 at the JEC Elmora Shul. Everyone is encouraged to attend. J.M. and A.M. will have a Beto Road update as the dinner is coming up this coming Wednesday night in Manhattan. We'll do that uh, happening here at J.M. and the A.M. And I feel bad. I, I was going through some emails yesterday. I didn't realize that there were a couple of uh, Mazel Tov wishes that were in our email box that I had not get gotten to. So I'm sorry about that. Yesterday we heard uh, about a Mazel Tov to Dahlia and Chaim Reinheimer of Ramat Eshkol Yerushalayim. They had a brand new baby boy. So we say Mazal Tov, Dahlia and Chaim Reinheimer, Ramat Eshkol. They've got a brand new baby boy. Again, Mazal Tov from all of us here. At JM and the AM. And then going way back, and again, I apologize, at some point in the middle of December, uh, we were asked to wish a happy and healthy birthday to Avi Schiffman of Springfield, New Jersey. That comes from his loving family, especially his niece, Anna, and nephews, Brady and Sammy. So I apologize, but Avi Schiffman, I could say to you, a belated happy and healthy birthday from all of us here at JM. In the AM. Yidel is next. Keep it at 91.1 FM. 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 FM. And around the world on the web, jmintheam.org.
to say my goodbyes. She told me the truth with tears in her eyes. I was taken by force. We're Jewish now. Run. Here's a picture to treasure. It's where you come from. They gathered and stared at the photo he held, an image of his grandfather's grave. It beheld. Rab Shlomo Kavitz, his cave in Svaf, who rolled his We sing Lel Thank you. 
Rosh Chodesh morning, Pischuli, words from the Hallel, that's uh, Shemayim here at JM in the AM. Before that, you heard uh, Baruch Levine and Lachad Odi from Touched by a Nigun. Yidel had Bar Yochai off of his most recent CD. JM in the AM, reminder, great programming all day long on our stream at jmtheam.org. And tonight, spin class takes place at 6 p.m., and Michael Fragan has announced, and this should be interesting, Michael Fragan has announced that the tonight's spin class will be a review of 2013 with lightning round type questions for a group of political journalists and consultants. He writes, should be a good one. I can't argue with that. Michael Fragan will lead a very interesting discussion on politics in 2013 as we transition to the brand new year. And that'll be happening tonight at 6 p.m. on spin class. Make sure to be tuned in on our stream at jmandtheam.org. A uh, whole bunch of stuff, uh, great material going on all day long on our stream, including Book of Life with Charlie Harari at 9 a.m. Miriam Al-Wallach is going to be presenting a fresh new edition of That's Life at 10 a.m. Plus, it will be video streamed. You'll be able to actually watch it. You'll be able to watch it uh, on our uh, site at NahumSiegel.com. Uh, see the insides of our studio as we test out our brand new video streaming system, which I believe is going to be a uh, a game changer, as they say. Uh, that'll be happening today starting at uh, 10 a.m. At 11 o'clock, I'll be doing the live lunch until 1, and uh, we will include technology today with Aaron Schechter from Adorama and our neurologist geek, Dr. Rudolph from Maimonides Medical Center. That's all going to be happening today on our stream at jmnam.org. Uh, all of our programming today is highly recommended. You'll find it all on the schedule section of our website. Go to the uh, schedule section and check out all the different things that are happening all through the day. By the way, tomorrow's um, live remote that is uh, scheduled for Gourmet Glot with Naomi Nachman right after JM and the AM is in a little bit of jeopardy for this week because of the uh, situation regarding the snow. Make sure to be, pay careful attention to our Twitter account at Nachum Siegel Net and on Facebook, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel. We will update you regarding tomorrow's event. And obviously, if you listen to the radio tomorrow morning, we'll give you the latest regarding that event uh, right here at JM in the AM. So make sure to pay careful attention to our social media outlets and, of course, to tune in tomorrow morning for all the information. Also tomorrow, it's the weekly update. Make sure to be tuned in as we go through the events of this week with Malcolm Honline tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Every Rosh Chodesh, we are inspired to reach new heights. The Torah tells us, Vayachal Noyach Isha Adama, Noach, the man of the earth, disgraced himself and planted a vineyard. The great Goin in Rosh Hashiva, Harav Aaron Kotler, explains 
that this pasuk is difficult to understand. Noach is referred to as an ish tzaddik, and all of the world's creations were saved in the merit of his righteousness. Noach gathered together all the animals, brought them into the teva. He cared for them throughout their stay. As a matter of fact, he and his family spent many sleepless nights tending to the needs of the animals. Now, because of a slight infraction, where Noach concerned himself with the planting of a vineyard, he became the Ishadama, the man of the earth. The harvest of the vineyard would ultimately be needed for the Nesachim, the libations for the Korbanos. We know that Noach learned Torah. He was knowledgeable about these laws, just as he knew how to distinguish between the animals that were Tahar and those that were Tameh, unclean. Why did this simple act of planting a vineyard mark him as an Isha Dhamma, a man of the earth? The Rosh Hashiva explains that this act signified an interruption in his Aliyah in Kedusha, his ascent into holiness. He was no longer ascending the levels. His attention became diverted to a material desire. Even if it might have been initiated L'Shem Shemayim, purely for the sake of heaven, that inclination diminished the level of his entire Avoida. Rabaran clarifies this concept with the example of one who learns Torah diligently for each day for 18 hours. Every minute of those 18 hours is calculated in the category of an Avoida that is unique to an 18-hour-a-day study of Torah. If this individual will study Torah for only 10 hours one day, not only will there be an actual decrease in the amount of hours devoted to Torah learning, but the essence of his Avaidah, his service of Hashem, will be diminished. His Kabbalah's old Torah, the acceptance of the yoke of Torah, will be of an entirely different genre. This is stated in Chagiga. One who reviews his learning 100 times is not at all comparable to one who reviews his learning 101 times. Although Noach remained in the purview of a prophet, his words about the future generations were divine and they were recorded in the Torah. Nevertheless, there is a schism between the Ish Tzadik that he was initially and the Ish Adama that he became after he planted the vineyard. We say in the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh, Zaman Kapara Lechol Toidosom. You have given your people a time of atonement for all of their offspring. May we use the opportunity of Rosh Chodesh and live a life of spiritual striving. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a good Chodesh. Everybody, come on! Hey! 
That goes back to uh, the beginning of 2013, just about a year ago, the finale of the Hask Time for Music number 26. And guess what, everybody? It's time for Hask, a Time for Music 27, which this year is going to pay tribute to the 40th anniversary of the Hask Summer Program Camp. That's right, the Camp Hask that we know up in Parksville, New York. In fact, we were there live and in person on Tuba'av, a day I will not uh, soon forget. It was really a very exciting day and a great weather day, I remember. And one of the people who's there with us that day is chairman of the board of Camp Hask, and that's Jeremy Strauss, who's visiting us this morning here at JM in the AM. Good morning, sir. And a good morning to you, Nachum. I think that I'd rather be up in camp in that weather than where we are today in Jersey City in the oh, snow. that's for sure. But, hey, this is what it is. Uh, every time the concert comes around, there seems to be uh, some type of major blizzard, and then the night of the concert we avoid it somehow. That's because the angels of heaven yes. are part of Camp Hash. So since this is that's, your explanation. So since you know anybody who's been to Camp Hash knows that it's known as heaven on earth. 
Yeah. So and you tell us the happiest place on earth. You've for told sure us. the happiest right. place on earth. So if the angels are from if Mal- if Malachi Ashores are right. upstairs and they're also down here, then the night that we all get together to support the best place on earth it has to be beautiful. You've weather. walked into 2014 in a very philosophical mood, I see. I am so not philosophical. I just know where the, uh, with all the spirituality of the world rests and all the Shina, if it has to rest somewhere, rests in Camp Ask. Uh, I believe that one of the reasons it's such a nice environment and why it's such a pleasant, uh, welcoming atmosphere when you get up to Camp Ask is because of your director of security, Uri Butler. That's what I, that's what I was thinking. That it's really Uri. using his title wrong. He oh. is associate chairman of the board. He is, he, he, has, he actually works for you? No. You work for him. work for him. <laughs> exactly. Ori Bur- I think Ori Butler's been there 23 years, and every year he's had a new title. Oh, I didn't realize that. I yeah. thought he was simply director of security, there to make sure that everything goes safe and sound. You know? It's an enhanced role that he has now, director of security plus. <laughs> Boy, is he, I hope he's listening this morning. <laughs> He'd be thrilled to know we're discussing his job description on the air. I'll tell you that much. I think he wants your job at the concert to be the MC. By the way, he probably does want that job. Yes, he does. He I does. would bet he does. Should I be worried? Should I, I should I be concerned? Well, knowing his father, I don't think you need to be concerned. I shouldn't worry about it. I don't think you have anything to worry about. But Uri will be at the event, right? He always is. What would it be a concert without Uri Butler? How many campers do you think are actually at the concert in January? Is there a large percentage, a smaller one? So every year it changes, it fluctuates. Usually I'd say about 20% of the whole is campers. 20% 20% of the hall. Between 10, 20, let me say that again. 20% of the hall that's set, that's set aside for campers because there's only a certain amount of, of seats that are right. wheelchair accessible. Ah, right. So, uh, so we try to get campers. A lot of them it's very difficult to come, the group homes and whatnot, right. but 20% of what we can, is what comes. I think that's a lot. I think that's a good representation. It's a great representation. And they come on stage and, uh, everybody's heart is breaking for good reason because you see that the, the, the the reason that we're gathering there on January the 12th is obviously a good one to help. Uh, well, every like, year it's a battle with the hall because insurance purposes, oh, they don't right. want You know what it's like. But it's all about the kids. The whole concert is about the kids. It's all about fundraising for the kids. It's all about making, you know, all the, the capabilities and possibilities that we need in camp possible. And that's what we have the concert for. And so if they want to come on stage, i got no problem. And that's why. It's, it's great having you as a guest because you're able to outline these things. That's why over the years the concert has helped provide for the brand new pool, the brand new dining room, brand new shul. I mean, so many, besides bunks, so many common facilities have been built because the concert's been a success over the years. The concert is the main, up until recently, was probably the only real fundraiser we've ever had. Due to budget cuts in Albany, just like everything else, you know, our our need for fundraising has significantly increased. And the concert is the number one fundraiser that we have. It has provided for now two pools we have, two fully adaptive pools. We've got a brand new gym. Um, the air conditioning in the gym was not paid for by the concert. That was paid for by a bunch of devoted staff members who run the marathon every year. Staff? Staff, and they raised money for the marathon, and they ran the marathon last year, and that's why we paid for the air conditioning in the gym. I mean, they... The, our not, st- not a small sum, I would guess. Oh, no, in the six figures. And they raised it, and they, they're doing it again this year. I believe it's in February in Fort Lauderdale. They're running the marathon again. You know, Camp Pass is a great place, and we talk about how wonderful it is, but at the end of the day, it's all the staff. The staff are the ones that make it so great. And you you actually, I mean, now obviously you're chairman of the board, but at one time you were one of the same staff members you're talking I about. I worked there for five years. Right. Five years, I walked I walked in there the first day, scared out of my mind. I'd never been exposed to special needs children before. Very, I shouldn't say never. Very, very slightly exposed. And I'm proud to say in 1987, I walked in the first time, and I never left. 
Unbelievable. And when we visited this past summer, I was there with you. It was costume day. You remember oh, yes, that? Yes, it was. It was, it was Tubab. Not Tubab. It wasn't Tubab. I said Tubab before. It was the day after Tishabab. That's correct. It was, was Yudbab. Yud and right. we couldn't start till one o'clock correct. because of the music. And we started in the afternoon, recorded the next day's jam and the aim. And there was That's a, correct. There was a spirit in the camp that frankly is there even during the nine days. But, yeah. <laughs> but, That's true. But nonetheless, it was you very. You came in a costume also. Was I in a costume? You were in a costume. I don't you were remember as the best Jewish radio host in the world. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> are you are you wearing that costume next Sunday? Are you going to wear that costume? Not what I wore up in camp. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you got the penguin suit. Already. I was very relaxed up in camp. So let me tell you, you walk into Cab Hask, it's a very relaxed atmosphere. Oh, it's, 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 and it's, it's a lot special. of fun. You meet a lot of nice people. The staff very concerned about the kids, you know, not interrupting things. Very, you know what it is. It's a very hands-on approach. It's a very, they're very, you know, you'd think, you'd think, especially in today's day and age, ah, let everybody roam around, do whatever you want. No, the staff takes it very seriously. This camper's supposed to be here now, it's supposed to be supervised. Every minute of the day, you know, is, is accounted for. They, they don't play around over there. We try to mix structure and fun. But when you're dealing with this population, you always need a little bit of structure for safety, for security, for right. medication, for whatever, for, you know, for uh, all the diagnosis and whatnot. But we try to make it a mixture of fun. And structure, and I think we accomplished that. I think that if you look at a average schedule of a day, part of the day is scheduled with you know structure, whether academics, programming, teaching, and whatnot, and the other half of the day is all about fun. I mean, have you ever climbed up a twenty-foot inflatable and slid down into a pool of bubbles? Oh, who hasn't done that? I don't know. I've never done that. <laughs> I've never either. I can ask my wife. Maybe we could do it tonight. We'll see. We'll go for, rent an inflatable. Oh no, the weather just doesn't work. Forget doesn't it. cooperate. Doesn't I can't work put it on the front Doesn't long. work for us. Maybe outside. So Jeremy Strauss is here, chairman of the board of Camp Hass. What have you heard about January the 12th? Have you heard that it's completely sold out? Have you heard that there are certain tickets left? What What is the update you were given on the way here this morning? So I'm not going to lie to you. I was given the update yesterday, okay. not on the way here this morning, last night. We are almost sold out, almost. I mean, we're, would it be accurate to say 90%? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We have some choice seats left. Obviously, you know, the uh, some of the more expensive seats are still available. But we do have some seats left. Not many. Not many. I believe that, I'm hoping, I shouldn't say I believe, I'm hoping that by Sunday we'll be sold out. That's my goal. This Sunday. No, meaning this Sunday. This Sunday. So you'll have um, a week of relaxation. No, because that week everybody calls, can you find me a ticket? That's right. Somehow in the Jewish world, the forbidden fruit, you know, we're sold out, now I want a ticket. Yeah, why is People that? People wait until they see the sold-out stand. Can you stand. explain it to me? I don't know, but i got to tell you something. There's some other concerts out there that the day after they start marketing, they stamp sold, they stamp sold out on the paper. Good idea. It's a great marketing <laughs> idea. We don't do that. When you see sold out in the Jewish press, you know we're sold out. Uh, we're almost sold out. The, this concert, you know, every year I say it, and every year we talk about, oh, this is going to be the best yet. But if, if you look wow. at our lineup, this is really going to be Come the on. best yet. Plus, And you're trying to follow up. On a couple of amazing years. 25 and 26 were unbelievable. The, the, the duets were out of oh, this world. Oh, incredible. And, and last year was Last insane. year, bringing the two of them back. Right. But this year, we're also, we're also celebrating the 40th year. Right. And for 40 years, Camp Hask has been servicing this population in a way that no other camp has ever had. And in my opinion, ever will, because it's just not set up for it. There are a lot of good camps out there. I'm not knocking anybody. But what Camp Hask does and, and the... Uh, the, the programming and the service it provides to these special kids and special adults is something which is unparalleled. And 40 years ago it started, so we're, we're really 
trying to take a step back and realize what's been accomplished over the past 40 years. From the first year having nine children in camp to this year having, I think it's a thousand, a thousand mouths every meal. That includes staff. It's just, it's an unbelievable accomplishment. So the first year everybody basically fitted the one bug? <laughs> I wasn't there the first year, although I was alive. I wasn't there the first year. Uh, we can, we can ask the Khan family about the first year. I don't remember. I think that Dr. Year. Pelkowitz was there the first Dr. year. Dr. Pelkowitz was there for, there were a lot of big names that were there the first year yeah. before they became big and we can say we knew them when. That's right. Um, so there were no adaptive pools at that time. When the the adaptive started. pools were put. I was there before the adaptive pools. The adaptive pools. So what was swimming to... like when you got there? So there was one outdoor pool that in those days was probably open uh, half the summer and because was it. it was cold. It wasn't heated. Then right. then they heated that pool, and it still it just didn't. It wasn't it wasn't as conducive. Swimming wasn't such a big part. But the camp was half the size. Right now we have two adaptive pools. We had last summer we had four children who were told they will never walk. They were, the parents were told they will never walk. They walked for the first time last summer in the pool. We have we have. Um, Every day, whether it's sun, rain, whatever it may be, because they're both indoors. The boys in the girls' pool are both indoors. They're fully adapted. There's equipment. It's just an unbelievable thing to see. And and the truth is, anybody who's in a wheelchair their whole life, to have that feeling of weightlessness, being able to put on a life jacket and just float in the pool, is something which is just unbelievable and unparalleled. Jeremy Strauss is here. You mentioned about choice seats, sponsorships. We know, obviously, that somebody who has a, you know, the capability of making a large contribution will be able to go to this concert at this point. I mean, for them, it's not essentially the last minute. But my question is, with all the things you've done and everything you've seen as you've, as you've uh, gone up the ladder in the Hask uh, administration, what is left to be done? Are more bunks needed to be built? Do you want to expand the camp? Like, what, what, what is the next project that you could tell our audience about? So I have a dream. I have a dream. I'm actually, I have more than one dream, but I have one dream for Camp Hask. And I think that, you know, we've done a lot of research, and every year we see what comes in. And there is a dream to one day build a camp right next door just for autism. And autism is a very different disease and diagnosis than what we have in the rest of the camp because autism needs to be by itself. Autism needs to be, these children need to have their own separate programming. They, to, have, to mainstream them into the rest of camp sometimes gets very difficult and unfair to the other kids. We want to take the acreage that we own next to camp and build a camp for autism right next to I mean, I would, I would assume that a part of your population now... Has- we do. So it was set up, we now have some new bunks that were built over the past few years that were set up just for autism. Instead of one larger it is set up like a hotel where there is two or three kids to each room with a staff member as opposed to 20 in a room with five staff. It depends how it... Uh how it gets broken up. The average bunk in camp has 40 beds, of which I think 25 are campers and, f- and 15 are staff members. Depends on the on the severity. But when it comes to autism, our goal is to build another camp right next door for autism. I mean, that's we're talking about obviously the tens of millions of dollars, or um, ten would be fine. So it's a ten million dollar project. <laughs> if if you found us a donor for ten million dollars, we can make it work. And what uh, type of numbers you could you could invite? How many campers to be in a camp like that at that budget? Uh, Could you do 100 campers? Or more, probably close to 200. Wow. The, the world is changing today. There are, we get more and more applications every year. We get more and more re- requests every year. So there year. must be hundreds of kids who never get into camp. I don't know if it's hundreds of kids who never get in. We try to do everything we can. What's happening now is that there are a lot more severe kids. There are a lot more kids with severe... What we'd call lower functioning? Lower functioning, exactly. And they require... We have some kids who require two staff to one at every camper. Used to be one staff to every two or three campers. Now sometimes it's switched. Some kids are up for so many hours, they need two staff, one to sleep, one to be awake, and to rotate in the middle of the night. Um, It's just the variety of diagnoses is so vast now that there's just more and more people looking for it in our services. If we just had the funds, we could provide so and much And on more. top of that, now that it's 2014, and not to suggest anything morbid, but 
But I would guess that because of medicine and technology, simply uh, people in this type of situation are living longer and are more active and, and have needs in order to... Uh, it's, a, it's an unbelievable phenomenon what you're saying is so accurate because there's so many people who come with a diagnosis that 10 years ago would not have lived to two. Right, exactly. And now they're coming when they're 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And, and ready for a summer. And ready for a summer. Right. And we don't have a place for them. We don't have the equipment for them, so we have to make it happen. We've got kids who come with some of the, re- the therapy equipment that we have for these children. Each piece of equipment is $20,000. And it's only good for two kids because it's, it's contorted to their – it's just – It's all custom-made. Everything is custom-made. Everything is made for them. And it's just gotten to a point where the demand is so high that, and the supply that we can give is just only so far. So that's why we appeal to everybody. makes you so, wonder about what parents go through all year round and forget about everything else just in terms of expenses. I mean, you know, I was I – was, there's a story that happened last summer. I'm not using names. Don't worry. But there's a story that happened last summer that you know we closed enrollment to camp. By a certain date. The first day a camp comes up and a parent drives up to the front gate and says, you know, with the name on the, and the, and the front gate, the security, what says, oh, you're not on the list. Let me get somebody. They get the head counselor. Get the head counselor says, you're, unfortunately, your son was rejected from camp for whatever the reasons were. The son starts crying. I want to come to Camp Ask. The parents say, can I speak to, you know, the, the, I guess the, the man in charge. And um, Rav Judah Michelle, who's the... Uh, Great guy, by the way. Great guy, great guy. Um, he went to the front gate and he spoke to them. And the mother appealed basically from her heart and said, this is the only break I get. 24-7, except for these seven weeks, I am on call for my son. I never get to sleep a full night. I never get to eat a full meal. I never get to go away. I never get to do anything. The only break that I get from my special needs son, where I know he's taken care of in a safe, secure environment, is Camp Hask. She says, whatever it takes, I need to get him in. He, we don't have a plan. Back and forth, this went on back and forth, so finally he said, you know what, we'll take, you know, he saw what was going on in this mother's heart and she was crying and this, that, and the other thing. That's not an appeal that people have to come to camp crying. That's not the way to get right. your child in. But, but. <laughs> this is not a strategy you're This is not a strategy, <laughs> but if you think about the concept, the concept right. is there that this is the only place that people with special needs, their families get a break in a safe, secure environment that they can trust. Unbelievable. Heartbreaking. And, it is truly and heartbreaking. So difficult for but so many. But you've been people. there. Nobody cries there. There's no crying allowed. Everybody in camp is laughing. Yeah, it's a, a very great happy time. environment. I, I said that you coined it the happiest place on earth. I so. didn't coin it, but I continued the, the mantra. Oh, somebody else. It said was it? coined before me. The oh. happiest place on earth and heaven on earth were done before me. I'd love oh. to take credit for it, but it's not me. <laughs> Jeremy Strauss is here, inviting everybody to uh, participate on the 12th of January at the Time for Music with an incredible lineup of singers, a tradition that has really become remarkable. Every January with plenty of snow on the ground and zero degrees outside, completely unlike camp weather, we gather together to support Camp Hask and make it happen for yet another year, and you have no reason to believe that this summer will be anything but uh, yet another banner summer for Hask. This summer will be the best yet. We have so many great things planned. With the right support and right, we will make it. We'll hit a home run straight on the first pitch. Uh, you mentioned the, the dream about the uh, camp for autism, which is much appreciated. Uh, in terms of the regular camp itself, I asked about the uh, plans. I mean, are, are, do new bunks get built at this point? Do we try to accommodate even more and more kids? Or new not? bunks get built. The bunks are the easy part. The problem is when you're dealing in a place like camp, we need the communal areas, the right. shul, the dining room, the infirmary. So have we expanded the dining room recently? 
<laughs> the dining room, we've tried to expand. The infirmary, we're de- we desperately need to expand the infirmary. Uh, can that be done before the summer or not? We're working on a lot of different pro- Anything can be done. For the, if if right. somebody wants to donate it, we can make it happen. Is the infirmary actually dedicated to somebody? Is that the infirmary is dedicated to somebody, but the uh, the infir- part of the infirmary is the equipment is. So if you expanded, you certainly could name the expansion after someone. Absolutely. We'll call it the Nachum Siegel Infirmary. Really? Without, without a problem. Like gladly. That. Gladly. <laughs> and if somebody wants to donate in your honor, it's no problem. You don't have to write the check, Nachum. Really? Somebody else can do it for you. Absolutely. Let me get to work on that immediately. Get to work on that immediately. But it used to be the infirmary, six rooms can handle the entire camp. Yeah. Now we're up to, I think, 14 rooms because everything is just so medically complex today. It's like a mini hospital. It's, it's unbelievable. It's funny because the Birnbaums were here last week, and we were just talking about how different me- uh, medication distribution is, which is insane now. Uh, not, I mean, insane only because if you, if you if you don't have it with the system that they have, with the then it's impossible. I mean, it's impossible to keep track of everything for a variety of reasons. But it, what you just mentioned in terms of the number of beds that are required and just the you know the care that is necessary. From these nurses, doctors, etc., it's it's crazy. When I started in Camp Hess, there was a part-time doctor. I think it was two nurses, and a couple of you know what uh, they called AMAPs who give out medications. How many doctors now? Today, and including medical professionals, right. that includes PAs and what. At any given time, there's at least three. There must be a dozen nurses plus these other professionals. And they're and all up all night. They're all there's a whole rotation. But right. if you think about it, when I started, all the meds in the entire camp were given out from a loose leaf. One loose leaf, just like this red one you have right that here. You kept the it. whole thing. Everybody wrote down. They signed. The camper got his meds. Now we have an EMR, a, med, a uh, electronic medical record system that rivals what I have in my nursing home. It's, it's just not to be believed. The 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 technology that's available but the service that's necessary. Right, 100%. Phone number for information if you'd like Hask tickets, especially if you'd like to speak to Jeremy Strauss about the choice tickets that are available, right? We'll make room for anybody who wants to come. Really? Now, now it's a totally new attitude. With a checkbook. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you want to sponsor the new Nachum Siegel Infirmary, by the way, you can call my cell phone directly. <laughs> We haven't put a, uh, a price on that, have we? Nachum, you're priceless. You're like MasterCard. <laughs> ah, so it's name your own price. For the name, oh, no, no. We'll give you the minimum. You can only go up from there. <laughs> uh, phone number is 718-686-5931, 718-686-5931. You go to hasconcert.com, H-A-S-C, concert.com for information, and you can uh, obtain tickets, or at least what's left at this point. Over 90% of the whole, we are told, is sold out. Uh, but certainly, uh, sponsorship level seats are available, all kidding aside, and everybody out there who would like tickets, hey, write a nice check for a sponsorship and you'll be able to uh, be there on January the 12th in what is arguably one of the uh, best Hask lineups ever. Really, uh, a great concert has been put together. Um, so there you have it. You've spent your Rosh Chodesh morning with us here at JM and AM. How do you like that? It was great, but I want to make one comment. It's yeah. not only about, you know, coming to hear the concert. Right. It's really what the concert represents. The concert is very nice. We got to hear good, 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 talented uh, performers. The music is great. But what the concert represents is being able to give these special people, these special campers, a summer and a, a, a time in the, in their year that they'll never forget. You go to any camp ask, uh, camper, even a staff member. Whether they're in Israel, they're home, you know, the, the staff members who spend their year in Israel, they come back. If you think about it, somebody gets off the plane, they haven't seen their parents for more than a couple of weeks that whole year. They get off the plane, they say hi. Mind you, half these, half these staff members come back from Israel, they didn't really work too hard in Israel. 
I mean, I remember my year in the show. We learned, but you didn't work too hard. You learned a lot. And they get off a plane, and they come back, and they work really, I don't want to use the word like dogs, but they work like dogs in camp. They work so hard, and they love every minute. And that's why this summer, I didn't even tell you this, this past summer we started something new. We have two visiting days. One is for parents of campers. And one is for parents of counselors and staff. Because you want the parents of the staff to see and chop some nachas from what their kids are doing. So one, the, the, the regular visiting day was for parents of the campers. They came up. It's a regular visiting day. Well, a tough day in camp. A very tough day. But the following Sunday, we did just for parents of the staff. And how did camp operate? Did it, was it well, we brought in extra alumni staff to help for that day. But even the, the parents came in. They were part of the day. They spent the day watching their kids care for other campers. And it was just an unbelievable day. So they could be in the dining room with the They mom. were everywhere. They were in the dining room. They were, go, they were able to go swimming. They could play baseball. They could do anything they want. And at the end of the day, parents kept coming over and saying, now I see what my son does. The parents were crying, not so much about the campers, to see the, the, the devotion that their children have. Shockingly. Shockingly. <laughs> They're a looking, lot of parents are shocked. They're looking at their kids going, what? I did a good job. That's a parent thing. I did a good job with my kids. I, I guess. So any, any, any parent... Can't out, get them off the couch at home, and this is what they're doing in camp ask. I mean, any, come on. Any parent who has a child who uh, works in Camp Ash should be very, very proud. But the, regarding the concert, yes, it's about the performers, and yes, it's about the MC, of course, which, by the way, is Nachum Siegel, the one and only. And yes, it's about having a good night out. But at the end of the day... It's not about any of that. At the end of the day, it's about taking whatever finances you have available at the time and helping support these children, these campers, having the summer and the time of year they look forward to all year. You know, everybody knows George North. I have to give him a shout-out. And he will tell you from the last day of camp to the first day of camp, he has a calendar in his house, and I've seen it. And all he does is how many days left to camp. Uri Butler. I mean, I can go through campers, a million campers, and talk about them, but their entire year, all they talk about, how many days left to camp, how many days left. Parents are saying how many days left, right. how many days. And I may remind you that both George and Uri have been amazing guests on JM&M. Yes, yes. They have been That's incredible amazing. contributors yes. to JM&M. Remember that conversation? I remember that conversation. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, th- that's the, the bottom line is we're here to provide a service, and we provide a service that's unparalleled. And at the end of the day, you should know that anything that you're giving or doing with concert and, and whatnot – the concert is the byproduct, but it's not the focus. The focus is the children, and that we're able to provide this summer, every year, another summer. It's a struggle. It's a tremendous struggle, but every year that we're able to do more, improve it, and provide such a service is to attribute to all our patrons that come to the concert and give so generously. It's not to us. It's to them, and we appreciate them. A lot of good people out there and people who are very impressed with the work that's being done up in camp. Thank you so much for joining us. You make this very easy when it comes to uh, talking about the incredible work of Camp Ask. I appreciate it. And thank you for all that you do. You drum it up for us. You are our marketer. Maybe we should, you know, uh, you should have a, a new title. Nah, I don't know. I don't need titles. Come you on. don't need titles. No. 30 who, years in the same chair. We all know who you are. Who needs titles? Jeremy Strauss is, speaking of titles, chairman of the board oh. <laughs> at Camp Ask. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you on January the 12th. Thank you for having us. And to all those coming, we want to say thank you in advance. I will tell you this will be the best concert ever. Thank you to Ding and all the team and his team in producing it. It will be the best concert ever. But remember, more than the concert, we are here to support the children. Anybody who wants to come up to camp and see what it's all about, I think that it will be probably the best day of your life. I invite you all to come up. My kids, if you ask my kids where I'm always happiest, my kids will tell you in Camp Ask. So I, I, I extend an invitation to anybody who wants to come to reach out. We will gladly have you in camp. Nachum comes up every summer. And uh, you will see the happiest place on earth, heaven on earth. And to all our staff, I want to give you a big shout-out and saying you are what makes camp. And to all the campers, I want to say can't wait to see you again.
There you go. Thank you, Jeremy Strauss. See you at Hask, everybody. Haskconcert.com, H-A-S-C concert.com. Eight o'clock in the morning on a Thursday, Rosh Chodesh. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. As we pointed out last week when Avremo was here, one of the best segments from last year's Time for Music number 26. Um, I want to try something. Let's see if it's going to work, okay?
You'll never 
J.M. and the A.M., uh, Soul Farm, Walk With Me, off of the CD entitled The Bridge here at J.M. and the A.M. Uh, before that, Ru'ubanim, the Maccabees. Great selection off of their uh, CD, Out of the Box. Avremo had Rock Tzfilah, that was from the uh, Haas concert last year. We are anticipating an amazing Performance coming up on January the 12th. Uh, 13 minutes after 8 o'clock, Beta Road update is coming up. The dinner is this Wednesday night. We'll do that here at JM in the AM. Uh, coming up. Want to wish a, um, happy birth, a belated happy and healthy birthday to Avi Schiffman of Springfield, New Jersey from his loving family, especially his niece Anna, nephews Brady and Sammy. Avi Schiffman, Springfield, New Jersey. Happy, healthy, belated birthday to you from all of us here at JM in the AM. Mazel tov to Dalia and Chaim Reinheimer of Ramat Eshkol Yerushalayim on the birth of a baby boy. Mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. want to remind you that uh, Miriam El Wallach is coming up at 10 o'clock today. Oh, by the way, before I tell you about Miriam Wallach, speaking of the Maccabees, they are the guests of Charlie Harari at 9 o'clock this morning on the stream at jmtheam.org. Charlie Harari with the Maccabees this morning on the stream on Book of Life starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Miriam Al-Wallach is going to be video-streamed in addition to audio with some great guests coming up. We'll give you that uh, promo and update in just a minute. She'll be on between uh, 10 and 11 before our live lunch starts at 11 a.m. Reminder, the 20th annual Ezra Witkin Yardside Shear happens this coming Saturday night. Ezra's close friend, Roy Moshe Rotberg, will speak on the topic of medicine and halacha. Do they clash? Who wins? 8-15 this coming Saturday night at the JEC Elmora Shul on Elmora Avenue in Elizabeth, New Jersey. More coming up. Keep it right here on a uh, Thursday morning Rosh Chodesh at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. That comes from the Moshe Laufer CD, Chabad with Moshe Laufer, volume number two. 18 minutes after 8 o'clock in our studio, Shlomo Zwickler. The last time that we uh, spoke to him on a Thursday, I believe he and I were both in Israel. You recall that a few Thursdays ago? Yeah, every time you and I get together, there's snow. Wow, look at that, Shlomo. Does it, <laughs> does it, doesn't that outside scene remind you of Jerusalem? Bukerto of Nachum Siegel. Is there this much snow still in Jerusalem or not? Uh, no, no, the snow in Jerusalem is nearly gone, but um, uh, the snow in Jerusalem is, is a lot more pure. It's a lot holier. You want to hear something funny? <laughs> you saw me, and we'll introduce our special guest in a moment, you saw me struggle to walk in Jerusalem on the snow. I mean, you saw this as we were traveling that Sunday. Today, there's snow everywhere when I left this morning. I mean, again, not a lot, but certainly enough to you know to make you careful the way you walk. And, and I'm able Ca- to... Careful. I know. Care- I shouldn't say anything. Careful. I shouldn't say. You anything. know what I'm going to say. I know. You don't. You're walking right into it. Okay. I'm not going to say a word. But it was funny. That, <laughs> it was funny that I was able to walk much more easily this morning. Uh, but again, you know, there's a problem uh, in Israel. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Uh, even though I've uh, over 30 years, I've been mocked, but I've been careful never to discuss any potential problem that might be in Israel. But uh, this one was blatant, uh, Shlomo Zwickler. Uh, there's no plow and there's no shovel in Jerusalem. That's the problem. Nachum Siegel, Tzarich Tikkun, and every Jew's responsible to do that Tikkun. I know. I'm schlepping and, a portable and, shovel next time. And well, I, I'm know, leaving it at the Siegels on Rehove Lot. I, I already told you, Nachum, that I have a job lined up and waiting for you. Uh, Josh Halleckman, I spoke to him. He's I not, spoke to Josh it's, by it's, Twitter. It's, it's, yeah, but, but, but It I, sounded like he liked my offer, that yeah, he does but, belong in the office. But, but he wants an assistant. Really? It's going to be me? You're the most qualified. I asked my kids a question last night when, of course, the news of all this snow started. Do they think that there is a snowblower in Israel? In other words, if we took a poll of every residence in the state of Israel, well, that's bad. It's got to be around Jerusalem because I'm sure up north is a snowblower. And I'm sure on the ski slopes there's got to be snowblowers. But but is like in Efrat, in, in the city of Efrat. Is there one snowblower? Yes or you no? Know, you know what? There's got to be some guy in a snowblower. Who's it has in the lift? Right? Yeah, it's got to be. It's, it's like be. it's like it's like my friend who's got a cousin from Denver who just packed the shovel, and that's why exactly. he shovels his driveway. Exactly. It's got there's some. You. There's definitely somebody in a fraud with a snowblower. Let me introduce somebody who knows how to avoid the snow in Jerusalem. He doesn't travel there when Shlomo Zwickler and I do, and that's of course Seth Schreiber, who is the president. Would that be accurate? Chairman of the board. I apologize. And dinner chairman. Oh, well, I've just made him president as well. We he's can call both, him Grand Poobah if you like. He's both president and Whatever chairman of the board of uh, uh, Beto Road. And uh, on Wednesday night, January the 8th, this coming Wednesday night at the Crown Plaza Times Square, everybody is expected to be there to support Jerusalem and really support an incredible accomplishment uh, at Beto Road. And I'll give you the details on that in a moment. Seth Schreiber, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back here. Um, I look forward to this, and I can't believe it's it's probably a year since yeah, I've been here last. It's terrible. Can't you show up a couple of more times during the year? And hey, I try. You don't invite me. Nice. <laughs> i got to take care of that. <laughs> so, Seth Schreiber, let me explain to you something. In, in, with all the talk of the snow and everything else that's dominated my Israel conversation over the last couple of weeks, I did have an opportunity to get up to Beit Road on Sunday a couple of weeks ago with Shlomo Zwickler. When you start, and I'm just basing this uh, based on what I first saw the first time I visited Beit Road. Here is what I assume. Listen carefully. Listen. Here is what I assume. I assume the first time you were ever approached of getting involved in Beit Road, there was an old, 
relatively dilapidated building. It's it's an unfair term to use, but I'm trying to be relative in terms of, you know, 2014. A relatively dilapidated building and a backyard in Beta Road. That I bet you that is what was there. Essentially the building where the Shurim and the Beit Midrash was and everything took place. <coughs> and basically a a backyard, an area where people could have, you know, celebrations, meals, etc., you know, Chagi Goat. And that, that was probably the entire Beit Road campus. Am I right? I would say that's pretty accurate. That is accurate. I mean, it looked, uh, if you looked in the back of Beit Road, it looked like a little bit like a junkyard. So I right. guess it adds Correct. credence to the concept of Ma'alim B'Kedusha. Right. We've, uh, there was a lot of dumped stuff over there in the back, I remember. There was. <laughs> a lot of stuff over there. So now <laughs> I am standing with Shlomo Zwickler in the midst of God knows how many uh, centimeters of snow a few Sundays ago. Looking at Beit Road today, and you could ask Shlomo Zwickler. I what did I say? I said, my gosh, and I even mentioned Seth's name. Mm-hmm. The fruits of the labor that are now being seen at Beit Road. You must be a visionary, because I can't imagine that anybody else would have taken on this lay leadership position, ha- having seen what was there at Beit Road back then. But you must be a visionary because now today, forget about the projections and the uh, the renderings and all the stuff that we've seen in videos and all the plans that Shlomo Zwickler has for the future even beyond 2014. Forget all that stuff. Just what's on the ground now, that entire amazing complex of apartments and buildings is simply remarkable. No. So mazal tov to you. No, thank you very much. Uh, you know, Obviously, for our listeners and all the people that will show up next week at the dinner, we we just view ourselves as as partners with everybody who cares about the future of Am Yisrael and Yerushalayim, and uh, what we've done over the years, we could not have done it alone. I personally give uh, Shlomo my, my 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 sidekick, but the lead kick, um, most of the credit. Um, I, I think uh, I bring him up when he's down. He brings me up when I'm down. But but uh, but together, we actually uh, we've accomplished a lot. But like I say, it's not on us. It's it's on all of all of, all of uh, Am Yisrael, all of Bnei Yisrael, all the people around the world, all of diaspora. Who actually care about uh, keeping Yushalayim solidified? Oh, and by the way, anybody who was at Beit Road years ago, you must go back. I saw Dr. Rutner recently, mm-hmm. you know, from West Orange. Sure. I said, listen to me. I was there a couple of weeks ago. You have to the next, and he's planning on going next month or this yeah, month. Yeah, this he'll, month he'll be there on the January. I said, you have to just see, just to see it, just to see what is going on there. What? And now I understand. By the way, what date was it? That we broadcasted from Beit Road uh, from the groundbreaking of the building. Uh, it was around when? It was January 2011. Okay. Jan- Just two years ago. January 2011. That oh, was three, with Mike Huckabee. Three years ago. Three January 2011. Right. So that was when Mike Huckabee was right. on the show? Right. January 2011. We're broadcasting from there. And this man, your chairman of the board, in the middle of the mud and rain. Remember, we had no, we yeah. had weather issues then also. In the middle of the mud, rain. Well, nothing and, Siegel and Bitter Oat means weather issues. And trying to put together the program and obviously, you know, last-minute stuff with members of Knesset and Hanan Parada, blessed memory, was there and, and Mike Huckabee from the United States. All this stuff is going on. So Seth Schreiber is on. And it seems like he's in the greatest mood possible. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I'm barely surviving here wallowing, wallowing in the mud of this trailer as we're broadcasting. And this guy's walking around like he's the king of the world. And now I get it. Because as we were sitting at that groundbreaking, he didn't see a groundbreaking. He saw what we see now. Those incredible buildings, the, the, the life that is now, that has now been increased 
in Beit Road and, and Kane Yirbu. Should be more and more. It, it is, as you say, Nachum. It is just the beginning because uh, we have uh, far greater visions, and and we've we've accomplished some things uh, that we some that we talk about, some that we don't talk about. But we're moving forward. Thankfully, we're moving forward. And uh, well, and as Shlomo was telling me about some of the plans, I looked at him and I said, "Boy, the neighbors must not be happy about this, or the neighbors won't be happy." I said, "Oh, the neighbors won't be happy." What are you about talking about? This. We're increasing the value of all their properties. <laughs> you may be right, by the way. Right. If they get smart, if they get smart, <laughs> that's a bit. <laughs> anyway, there you have it. So, says Schreiber, three years later, I understand why you were filled with glee that day at Beit Road and mud. And, and, but, and now I see it. Now I see it in its fruition. It's incredible. There are future plans and probably some big announcements at the dinner next week as well, right? Yes, right there will be a big announcement. There will be some things week. to talk about. Both yes. Shlomo Zwickler and Seth Schreiber are here. Easiest way for someone to make a reservation for Wednesday night would be? www.betarot.org slash English. Just Google Betarot on uh, the web and uh, use the, you can click on Seth's picture or Nachum Siegel's picture hmm. on uh, the Betarot web, uh, website on the homepage and it will take you to a form you can fill out to make a reservation or please take Add in the journal or just make a regular contribution, or you can call 201-530-0210. Again, 201-530-0210. Have you chosen honorees for the night of Wednesday, January the 8th? But of course we have. I know. Uh, <laughs> we have actually we have, we have two outstanding awardees uh, this uh, coming Wednesday night. Uh, as you mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we were on the air, I was on the air last with you, Nachum. We have uh, from TNEC, uh, Aaron Lieberman. And uh, from Highland Park, we have uh, Yosef and Marsha Schreiber, um, sometimes known as Jeff Schreiber, but known locally in Highland Park as Yosef Schreiber. We've got uh, two fantastic awardees, people who are incredibly committed to Am Israel, to Yerushalayim, to Binyan Yerushalayim, to Geulat Israel, and who are causing a lot of attention to be drawn by their friends, by their family, by their colleagues, to a cause which once people get introduced to it, they really get very excited about it because it's something which, as you know, as every one of your listeners who pays attention to our our uh, time together on the air knows, is this is an, an opportunity to really effectuate the Jewish future, even if you're a bit far away from the focus of where it all happens. Seth, will you be uh, having some family and friends uh, coming on January the 8th at a big dinner? I will, and, and I have to uh, shout out a little bit of a disclaimer. Somebody yeah. had come to me recently and said, Seth, is this a family affair this year? And I said, actually, Yosef Schreiber is a Levi, ah. and I'm a Yisrael, and we are actually not related. So it's not a connection it, like it, that. It is not a connection like that, although his first cousin, Avi Schreiber, shout out to Hashmonaim, um, is a very dear friend, and we consider ourselves family. So uh, Yosef will uh, eventually become part of my immediate family. Um, um, and, In other uh, words, he's at the dinner every year now. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Well, <laughs> well you should know there's, there's a, there's a shtickle of, of, of Yichus here. Uh, Seth, as you know, is, is the, the Schreiber name. You know where the Schreiber name comes from. It's from the Chatam Sofer. Right. right? And, uh, and apparently there is a relation somewhere because Ooh. I think that Avi explained to me, Avi's, or Avi's, Yosef explained to me, no, or both of them explained Avi's, I think it's his great great grandmother, something, but from his mother's side. Right, she right. was a Shriver. She so was a Shriver. This is a shtickle at yeah. this yeah, yeah, there you go. But they're, right. but they're not from the Chatam Sofer. They're right. fake. Everybody's really, everybody's Nobody's related fake. somehow. <laughs> By the way, we're all connected. Somewhere down the line, exactly. we're all connected. Exactly. Simple as that. Uh, so your family and friends will be there that night, Bezrat Hashem, and everyone's getting ready for an amazing uh, gathering January the 8th in New York City. You've always emphasized that um, uh, th- there are different ways that people help out. And by the way, when's the last time you were in Beit Road? How long ago uh, was it? I was there Hanukkah. 
You were just there. I was there when it was 70 degrees right before yeah, the snowstorm. I know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you were literally there, what, Thanksgiving yes. weekend in yes. that area? Yes. Oh, so you saw exactly what I saw. Of you course. You know exactly what I'm talking about. By the about. way, every time I walk into Beta Road, and this is why we invite everybody, everybody who wants to be involved with, with Beta Road and with the Binyan Yerushalayim, I tell them you have to take the time out and visit. Right. Because it's almost surreal. When we, Even when I look at the videos and I look at the pictures of the new buildings that we built with the backdrop of the old old historic buildings... Um, it almost looks like it's an animation. It looks like right. it's fake. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's you stand there on top of them. And it, it's just hard to believe that you're looking at these brand new buildings. Right. And as the greenery comes to life and as the children run around, I mean, it's just going to be a beautiful spot and, and probably the best deal in all of Yerushalayim. Excuse the term. When will the buildings be occupied? Ooh. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the electric uh, company, as you know, uh, is uh, fiercely, finally, fiercely working towards the hookup. The uh, trenches have been dug underground for the transformer to be connected nice. um, and the cables to go in. Uh, we're told it should be sometime in the next, literally, uh, I want to say seven to eight weeks. Let's call it two months. I mean, C- people can Certainly move- before Pesach. People will be moving in before Pesach. People will definitely be moving. Well, that's the rule in Israel. I don't know how it works here, but everybody moves in before Pesach right. because that way you don't have to kosher the kitchen. It's <laughs> right. a big deal. Yes, uh, we know. So, uh, <laughs> here it's limited to buying new appliances. Oh, okay. Well, by, by us, it's a big deal to move in before Pesach. Um, uh, so that, that, that's the real reason it's happening before Pesach. No other reason. Um, but yes, that's that's going to be happening finally after a long, painstaking battle, which is, you know, it's a, it's, that's a victory as well. It's, it's, it's a victory to have... To have a, 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 this part of Yerushalayim, historic Yerushalayim, you know, a bona fide part of Jewish Yerushalayim, to be hooked up to the Israeli electrical grid. It's a major sign of, uh, of, our, of our sovereignty in the city, which sometimes is waning and lacking. And that's a major, it took a little bit longer, but it's a major accomplishment for us. It's called real progress. And, and on that note, just, you know, we talk about visionaries. You know, today people think of the eastern parts of Yerushalayim as, as a little bit more hostile or, or less user-friendly, as, as we say. Um, those who do have vision are going to buy properties and are going to move into this area. And in 10 years, in 15 years, when it's really, it's got supermarkets. And when it's, it's the center of town. <laughs> when it's the center. Well, by the way, it is the center of our... You, you know, Sanhedria used to be on the edge of town also. So we talked about That's that. Right. That's right. We talked about that. But, but <laughs> what, when it's all up and running and, and bustling, then, then people are going to spend, you know... Uh, larger amounts of uh, of money. Now to wait a second. So Seth's doing a sales pitch here, but are, are we looking? We're not looking to sell a no, 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 no. Let's be careful. No, no. Here. I'm not, I'm not looking to sell anything. I'm simply stating a fact. No, I that we we are we are reinvigorating and re- bringing Jewish life back to the eastern parts of Yerushalayim. Hundred percent. And it's going to be. So if there is a developer, though. No well, joke. I should mention quite the contrary. You you know this. Um, our policy is that we will not. We pointedly will not. Um, Market or even sell a, a pro, you know, a, a, an apartment in our project to folks who use plenty utilize it as a vacation right. site, etc. But there may be have property in a Jewish ownership, but not utilize. But there may be developers who would like to use areas in that area. Oh, we 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 are people, <laughs> that we encourage. Yes, yeah. people contact us all the time regarding that, and there is. Some things of that regard are 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 on on the oven or on the stovetop, let's say, in the uh, oven. not on the back burner, but on the front burner, nah, somewhere, be, somewhere burner. between the back and the front. <laughs> things in Yerushalayim they they happen slowly, but they do happen. That's true, they do happen slowly. That that was another reason why 
it was so exciting to be there because it, it's a that, and, and that's again why I point out you know you've been now chairman for how long? Twelve years, thirteen years, it's eleven years now. Eleven years. Wow. And it's a long it's just a long time. You've dedicated a trip. Forget about all the other investments you've made in Beto Road. Just the time factor. To get this done, you know, you're probably used to projects when you go to Asia and other parts of the world where, where you put down a deposit and it's done in a month. You know what I mean? By the way. <laughs> Here in Yerushalayim, it works a lot differently. By the way, three weeks for business, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you bring the concept of yesh me'ayin. I mean, for us, it's been it's really been a dream come true, but it's a dreaming process. And, and, and we need, you know, we talk about the dinner uh, next week. A lot of people think, oh, you know, I was there last year or, you know, next year I'll go. Or We need everybody every year to step up. This is not something that goes on auto drive. This is something that requires full-time attention. My my attention, the time that I give to it and the time that Shlomo gives to it, for me, for us, it's truly a labor of love. It's It's giving back, and it's something that we all need to do and all need to be conscious of. This is – nothing is given to us, you know, for free, and we have to use our time wisely and – and there's absolutely not one day or one hour of time that I've ever spent on Yerushalayim and on Beit Arot that I've ever regretted. Uh, and I thank Shlomo from the bottom of my heart for getting me involved and, and twisting my arm and convincing me 11 years ago. It's been the greatest, uh, greatest job I've ever worked. Unbelievable. And now people who are listening to this for the first time or maybe for the tenth time who have never been to a dinner have a chance to do what you've done, to get involved. They have a chance to come, see what it's like. I am sure when Shlomo Zwickler and Seth Stryber began, it was a very slow beginning. Let the same thing happen now on Wednesday night. If someone out there is interested, they want to come and see what it's all about, learn a little bit about it, especially if you travel to Israel at any point, you'll be able to see it live and in person. Come and, and, and find out what's happening at Beit Road in northeast Jerusalem, in an area that Bezrat Hashem will continue to expand, in an area that has the most amazing yeshiva, an area that is now going after. I remember the first little kids. There was, remember when the first kid was born at Beit no, Torah? No. Now there's going to be what a daycare center Florida. eventually. We, we we actually I, I was a little bit surprised at myself. I have to admit when we were working on the video that we're going to be screening next Wednesday night, which thank God has been done by one of our graduates, Gil Mazuman, who we were going to have on the oh, air. Right. You know, back uh, if when we would have we would have gotten onto the air if we would have gotten onto the air that day in Yerushalayim. Um, who's a you know a professional uh, director producer? So um, we it, one of the parts of the video talks about the fact that there's going to be 150 kids uh. and, and adults over you know overnight almost in a couple of months in, in Beta Road. There's going to be <laughs> just living there, not the yeshiva boys. Like just that's the community, just out of nowhere, outside I, the yeshiva. I, yeah, I I I just I myself said, wow, I, I did we just do that? <laughs> it's um it's really. Quite amazing. I mean, you're going to hear laughter of children and, and, and you know mothers and fathers pushing the strollers. And, and, and I remember the first couple of kids when they put out that swing set. That's right. The That's first right. First couple of kids in that little area between two trailers. That's right. That's when they, our friend Ruben Margolis from uh, from Brooklyn and James Schwalbe from Englewood also helped out with that tremendously with the the, the first couple of playgrounds there. Um, yeah, and look how far we've come now. The trick is going to be to get them all together for a group picture for next year's dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. You tell them where to be, they'll be there because they're always there for Am Yisrael. So yeah. I tell them that the message is getting out to the world. Believe me, they'll be there. Beit Road dinner is this Wednesday night. If you've never been there, come once. Good caterer, good food? Uh, listen, I, I, I have got to mention the fact that Joey Bodner, Marty Bodner, Eddie Izzo, the folks at Made Event, they've been catering Beit Road for 11 years and they've been doing a fantastic job for us. Nachum, you, you, you can hey, attest to this. People wonderful. really enjoy our dinner. 
our dinner has is great food, has good cheer. We even have a preview here of the uh, giveaway of, at the evening, and uh, which will you, you have to get there to to, to see it. That's it's, it's a surprise. Um, and uh, Ma- Marty, Joey, and, and Eddie take great care of us, and and uh, and uh, the Crown Plaza take great care of us. And it's a quick, short, inspiring, informative, and fun evening. Uh, Bait the Road annual dinner at the Crown Plaza Times Square, 49th and Broadway, Wednesday night. Go to baitarot.org, get your reservation in. There is a journal. There is a journal. We are old-fashioned. We do the journal. We print it out. We put it down on the tables. You can peruse it. You can see all of the brachot from uh, various different people for the cause, for their fr- for their friends, for the honorees. Um, it's a really great testimony to yeah, the Yeah, the jury's out on these virtual journals. The jury is out. I don't know. I think Not the journal sure. is, it's, it's especially for the people that are being honored and right. for people who care, it's a moment that you take back with you. Correct. You read back over the years. And, and, and for me personally, after the dinner, we read through it. We, we see what people write and what people say. Right. And it, it's meaningful. It really is. And I there is the, time. There is time still to get those answers. Yes. We, by the way, we, we, we have a great, um, we have great uh, supplier. They're called the Print House folks located in Brooklyn. I don't mind promoting them because they've also been very good. So we have a great team of people that, that help us over the course of the years. And they, they let us close our journal the very last minute. We could take ads till 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 Monday, wow. the end of the day Monday. Wow. So please, folks, if you want to support Beta Road, you want to support Jerusalem, you want to take part in in really the Jewish future in a very definitive and tangible fashion, you can place an ad in that journal. Um, you can come to the dinner. You can make a contribution. You can come visit. All all that can happen just by going to our website. You know, just Google Beta Road or BetaRoad.org. Or call our office two zero one five three zero two one zero. Make it happen. Take, take, take your position in Jewish history. Help us make it happen. We talk about the future. Uh, we're hoping that one day there will be a Beta Road Visitor Center, right, right uh, near the yeshiva. That 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 is uh, more than on the drawing board, and more than that is better not to talk about. Okay, but we're hoping that that will sprout forth at some point. Yes, it is uh, definitely something which is... I don't want anyone to get the impression that you've built this four-section building and that is it. No, no. You are looking at this, and believe me, this is an amazing accomplishment. I've spent the whole morning talking about it. It's an amazing accomplishment, but there's a lot more work to do as far as you're concerned. I have to stress something which is, for me, it's actually different, and for Seth also, for both of us, everybody who's intimately involved in the day-to-day, it's a very, very um, um, uh, odd feeling when... Folks who are, you know, one step away are great supporters, but still who are one step away don't deal with a day-to-day basis. They are so enthralled by the fact that, wow, here's actually a Jewish organization that says they're going to do X and actually do it. We're thrilled. And for me, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, I finished building these buildings two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that, that, that's a groundbreaking. That, right. That that's it, it, I, I'm already two projects ahead. Right. And, and so and, and that's and but the, the point is that there is so much. It also shows, demonstrates there's so much to be done still. We're, we are so, we've made significant progress. We've made a dent already. We've, we, we've altered the realities on the ground. We've made a demographic change, but we want to solidify that even further and ensure that, that no one can gerrymander the city up and no one can take it away, notwithstanding any delusions of grandeur by any world leader, et cetera, et cetera, which we've talked about numerous times. This is the way that you take the words that everybody well, most people listening to you this morning already probably said, You want to make that happen? You want to take words and bring them into actions? Peter Hood is the way to make that happen. All right. Wednesday night. Help honor Aaron Lieberman, Marsha, and Yosef Schreiber. The Crown Plaza Times Square for Beit Road. Go to BeitDarot.org. 
Shlomo Zwickler encourages everybody to be there. Seth, one last plea to those who've never been there, because we have a great returning crowd every year. A lot of people who would never miss the dinner. You know that, thank God. Yeah. And a lot of people who've been honored. And uh, people who are friends of honorees, who were never involved until their friends got honored, who now do return every single year. But for those who have never been there even once, tell them to please show up on Wednesday night. I will do that. You know, I what Shlomo touched on also about working on the next project. Uh, right. What I would say to that is we don't get to enjoy the spoils of war because at the end of the day, like Shlomo said, we're on to the next deal. We're on to the next project. It's like uh, any event that anybody makes personally, they look back. In, you know, in hindsight, and they realize what they've done and how far they've gotten. But as it's happening, and we are just, like I say, we're at the beginning, it, it really, our enjoyment is just to drive this thing forward and bringing people to the dinner and people touching it and, and hearing what goes on and hearing the efforts that people are making and seeing the facts on the ground, understanding the mahalach, where we're going, what the direction is, and the purity of it. This is not, this is not a battleground. This is a peace-loving community that's being built to solidify the future of Am Yisrael. And, and the only way you can really understand it is to show up to the dinner, to show up to Beit Arot. you got to touch it. you got to feel it. you got to experience it to really understand it. You need to come to the dinner. It's one hour. It's, it's, it's really one hour of total pleasure, really one hour of enjoyment and education. So please you know, make your best, best effort. We've all done a lot of things that we don't want to do in our lifetime. This is one hour that you're really going to feel that it was a rewarding hour. It's, it's really going to be worth your while. I can guarantee you a good time, good share for all, and uh, we look forward to... Uh, <laughs> good share, Seth. Good share. <laughs> and what look, do I always say? What do I always say? If every Jewish organization had, had a, a leader Schreiber. like Seth Schreiber, then they would be in a lot Seth, better position. It is, it is just great to see someone in a position like yours just continue to get things done. You are not underappreciated. There's a lot of leadership needs and voids that need to be filled in our community, and uh, you have filled this one just masterfully. So. Well, Nachab, you're, you're too good to me, and I, I appreciate the <laughs> kind words, but like I say, it's all of us together. Create this partnership. All of us together make this happen. Please show up to our dinner. Please help us. Please help yourselves. This is all about our lives and our future, and also I tell people all the time, it's about the future of the world. Yerushalayim is the center of the world, and if we keep Yerushalayim strong, this world will find its balance again. 100%. All right, thank you, gentlemen. Beitarot.org. Wednesday night, Crown Plaza, looking forward. Seth, thank you. Shlomo, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. More coming up. This is a Rosh Chodesh morning at JM in the AM.
Jerusalem, my own very name, brings the images of my year with you rushing back again. Jerusalem, my own precious stone, tells the story of the ages that matters no. Jerusalem, with each step I take, brings me closer to
in the a.m., Jerusalem is calling. After a uh, great chunk of time talking about the holy city of Jerusalem through our friends with uh, Beit Orot, that is the uh, song from Diaspora, Jerusalem is calling. Before that, Jerusalem done by Safam here at J.M. in the a.m. Reminder, 20th annual Ezra Witkin Yardside Shear happens this coming Saturday night. A close friend of Ezra, Moshe Rotberg, will discuss the topic of medicine and halacha. Do they clash? Who wins? Happens at the JEC Elmora Shul at 3.30 Elmora Avenue. Elizabeth is coming Saturday night at 8.15. Want to wish a mazel tov to Dahlia and Chaim Reinheimer or Ramat Eshkol Yerushalayim on the birth of a baby boy. Mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Also, uh, on Monday, listener Sina from down in Florida had emailed us this mazel tov wish. I apologize. I, don't, I didn't get to it till now. Best wishes for a very happy birthday going out to amazing sister, Judith Canal of uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and wonderful brother David Lawrence of Passaic, wishing you both a great day, a uh, wonderful year filled with good health and tons of nachas. That comes from uh, Sina and George, and um, mazal tov from all of us here at JMNAM, and belated birthday wishes. I'm sorry we got to it a couple of days 
late. Uh, Miriam L. Wallach follows the Book of Life with Charlie Harari. Charlie, about five minutes from now, starts a discussion with the Maccabees, part of the Book of Life program between 9 and 10 Eastern time on our stream at jmdm.org. And then Miriam speaks with blogger Miriam Mark, who will share her most recent post and what she learned at the supermarket when she went to the supermarket with her special needs son, plus the return of ping-pong phenom S.D. Ackerman, and she's bringing a brand-new trophy with her. And finally, why use Dr. Stephen Fine in a recent New York Times article featuring the work he and some of his students have been doing and why he's really not a Robert Ludlam character. And don't miss the test balloon of our first video streaming from our studio. That's right. Miriam Al-Wallach's program will be video streamed at NahumSiegel.com between 10 and 11 this morning, so make sure to watch Don't Just Listen, tomorrow morning on this program, it's Malcolm Honeline, the weekly update. Malcolm Honeline and the weekly update, 740 tomorrow morning on this program. It'll be the first weekly update of 2014. Make sure to join us for that right here at JM in the AM. It is a Rosh Chodesh morning, Rosh Chodesh Shvat, with Shal Shelis at JM in the AM.
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up a great Thursday here at JMTheam. My thanks to Jeremy Strauss. My thanks to uh, Seth Schreiber and Shlomo Zwickler. My thanks to all of you. Book of Life with Charlie Harari is next on our stream at jmtheam.org. Miriam L. Wallach, both audio and video, coming up at NahumSiegel.com between 10 and 11 on uh, That's Life. I'll be on between 11 and 1 with a live lunch. It's a big Thursday for us. Make sure to be tuned in. Don't forget tonight, Michael Fragan on Spin Class has an incredible panel of political analysts who will be answering rapid-fire questions about 2013 in the world of politics as Michael looks back. Make sure to be tuned in for that starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time on the stream at jmtheam.org. Have a fabulous Thursday. I'm Gutten Rosh Chodesh. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.